This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. We've talked so much about the cost of living, right? And and how, I mean, we've all dealt with it. And there's, you know, reports that we're going to see more of it happening. For how long? Don't know. How does it end? Well, that depends on who you talk to. Some people say there's no question we're headed for a recession. Others say, no, there's a, there's a possibility we might come out with a soft landing here. But, you know, by and large, the way we've approached this has been... Largely negative, right? It's well, and when cost of living goes up, there's a lot of reasons to feel negative about things. But there's a lot of really good things going on economically in Canada right now too, and we don't talk about those. Uh, and 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 maybe we should. So we're going to have a conversation right now about the fact that you know, if you take a look at what's going on in our country in terms of the economy. Um, there is some some good things happening. So we're going to chat with uh, Tony Stilo now, the Director of Economics for Canada with Oxford Economics. Tony, thanks for joining us. I appreciate your time today. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. You know, are, are we sort of a glass-half-empty country right now? Are we being overly negative when we look at economics? I don't know. We're, I'm, a, I'm an economist. It's a dismal science. I guess it's tough. There's dark clouds everywhere we look. And brightness, too. Um, so it, I think it's a bit of both. Uh, you, you were talking about the job market, um, but we did see a job decline in, in June. It was it surprised us. We were expecting jobs to just um, slow in terms of addition uh, job growth, uh, but the labor market is still tight. Wages are rising. So it's looking for the good news, trying to get more job seekers, and there's a lot of vacant jobs available for folks. Um, when we take a look at that job market, it's never been this good, right? I mean, in terms of unemployment figures and things like that, we have never been in a better position in Canada. The unemployment rate dropped to a record low 4.9%, a record since they've been keeping staff on a consistent basis to, uh, since the mid-70s. So you're right. But we, what we did see in the latest data the past few months is a drop in labor force participation, so fewer job seekers. Some of those, it looks like a good portion of those are elderly workers who may have taken pre-retirement uh, or retirement early. Um, but um, and that's actually one of the things that's constraining our ability to, for the economy to grow is that we do need that um, supply of labor. So again, we're hoping that the uh, higher wages that we're seeing, the higher wage rates that are be offer, being offered, are going to attract more people into the workforce. You know, when we take a look at this, of course, there is a consumer confidence index that weighs heavily in all of this. It's something that's monitored and something that's tracked. So if we are taking a look at this as perhaps we're feeling a little negative and a little apprehensive and nervous about where we're going and things like that, um, that can have real world implications in terms of what happens within the economy, right? Absolutely. Um, I, I don't tend to look at little, you know, uh, volatility in sentiment, but when you see large movements in either direction, uh, where it's a sharp deterioration, that's something I would pay attention to. Because usually when it does that, it doesn't bounce back, then you're into the kind of new, new, new paradigm. And, and, and that's the concern I have, that we have seen a deterioration in, in confidence. Uh, we are a glass half full folk who are still calling for a soft landing, but recession risks we think are rising. So depends if we want to be totally funny today. I'm happy to talk about both. <laughs> yeah, when you take a look at where we're headed with the way things are going, any idea on, I mean, the one question I keep getting asked by people is how long is this inflation going to last? Is there any way of knowing that, Tony? 
Well, it, it's really difficult because we're, we're in an environment where a lot of these, this uh, inflation is coming from external sources. You've got supply disruptions, you've got a war in Ukraine, and it's, it's not all uh, domestically driven by just that tight labor market. We're just now starting to see uh, wage rates rise, um, but, but it, that you can't just squeeze w- workers and say that's where we're going to bring down inflation. That's what I'm concerned about, that an overly aggressive uh, Bank of Canada could tighten uh, monetary policy too tight, too much, and then tip us into that downturn. Um, but what we're looking for, we're looking for inflation to actually peak near 8% in the coming months. We've already seen oil prices and, and other commodity prices start to ease. Um, and, and, you know, we're hoping that, again, this is what makes it difficult. We've ratcheted up our forecast in recent months, and largely it's related to things outside of our control. It's things, uh, events like what, what geopolitical uncertainty and the war in, in Ukraine. But assuming that that doesn't uh, escalate and it does hopefully have some uh, closure and end, uh, we think that um, uh, we'll, we'll see inflation peak this coming year and actually start to come down. Uh, we're looking that to be both from um, uh, the supply side improving, both from uh, hopefully the war kind of um, ending and uh, supply chains loosening up. There's a, a lot of investment going on around the world that um, is, is trying to attack this uh, supply chain issue that you've heard about to no end. And their supply constraints are... At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Yeah, absolutely. No question about it. Um, and like you say, there is uncertainty built into this, so you can't be 100% certain as to what's going to happen, especially when you're dealing with an international conflict uh, like what's happening in Ukraine. Um, but you're still optimistic that we're not necessarily headed for a recession here. This might be able to turn around without getting to that point. That's our baseline, but even uh, yesterday's move by the Bank Canada to raise rates by 100 basis points, that surprised us. We had expected a, a significant rise, 50 to 75 basis points, and we're looking for it to, to peak. They basically raised it to two and a half points, which is the highest it's been since 2008, uh, and the biggest jump we've had since in 1998. It was a, a, quite a big move. The bank said that they want to front-end load all of those increases so that we don't have this piecemeal approach over a lengthy period. That's fine as long as we don't push rates too high. We're expecting the policy rate uh, to peak at about 3% in the fall and then hold there for a while before it comes down. We've got a lot of underlying vulnerabilities, highly indebted households, a housing correction that we had been looking for, and it's quite a substantial one that we actually need, is underway. But 
we are we're much more intersensitive uh, in Canada than we have been in the past, and that other advanced economies are, quite frankly. So if we see that, just kind of raising rates to 3%, yeah. um, we think we're likely to soft, see a soft landing. If they do another 100 basis point rise yeah. uh, in the next month or two, then you're starting to tip the scales. And yeah. that's when we really are worried. We, we have a model. We look at it. We think the odds of a, a recession in the next 12 months is about 40%. That's, that's high. Um, you know, it's almost in the territory where it's the most likely scenario. So we're really close to that. It's almost a, a razor's edge. And, and um, it's a tough thing to do. It is. Uh, and I know the Bank of Canada is also aware of these vulnerabilities I've mentioned. Hopefully they'll kind of front-end load this, take a look at how their rates have affected the economy, and kind of... Uh, then approach it more um, cautiously. Yeah, it, it's it's going to require a very, very delicate touch. Tony, thanks so much for the insight. I appreciate you joining us today. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. There, uh, That's Tony Stilo, who is Director of Economics for Canada and Oxford Economic.